This is Madeline. This is Cammie. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 39. And today we'll be talking about some recent changes to Twitter and how that will affect you and your business. We keep up with it all so that you don't have to. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. All right. So there's so many things that are changing over at Twitter and we thought we would run through them. So you are in the know. Yeah. And Twitter is growing again. They added 6 million users over the last quarter and they've now been profitable for two quarters. And this is the first time the company's ever been profitable in all of its history. So that's a really interesting thing that it's growing so much. I think we can talk a little bit later, Madeline, about why that is, but they really have started to grow again. They say also that they connected with getting rid of a lot of the apps. So their new API that they changed over the last year or so, they said they removed 142,000 apps using its API that violated their developer rules and that were responsible for 130 million low quality tweets in just a three month period. So they're really, really pushing on that. And there's another change that just came up that maybe you can talk about because you had a really great conversation on one of your chats with that too. Yeah, that's cross-promoting the same tweet across multiple accounts. And so this is with an intent to subvert or manipulate the topic or to artificially inflate the prominence of a hashtag or topic. So the new rule started actually Friday, March 23rd. And so service providers have changed how they work to comply with these rules. And there will be fewer features and they will cost more as they need to be more custom. So also duplicate tweets on single accounts repeatedly using the same hashtag or text in a spammy manner is no longer allowed. Yeah. And that's going to be interesting too. I'm, I'm really interested to dig into this about how it applies to Twitter chats here in a few minutes as well. Major changes to the API are coming. There's a lot of what I'd call kerfuffle, kerfluffle, if you will, <laughs> with the uh, developers. They're third-party apps and the developers are worried about these changes to the API, which include streaming and some push notifications that they're going to be taking out and depreciating out of the Twitter API. They told the the developers that they will give them a 90-day notice and they haven't given that notice yet. So that original June timeline that that was supposed to be is obviously we're not in that timeline anymore. So they've pushed that out, but there's a lot going on with the developers too and, and Twitter. And we can talk a little bit about that later and why that might be. Sure. The other thing is auto DMs are out. Finally. I mean, we're so thrilled because so many of us are anti auto DMs. So this has actually been for a while now. Third party tools 
that offered this had to deactivate it effective October 12th of last year in 2017. We're going to have links to a lot of these things we're referencing in the show notes. So be sure to check that out because we pulled all these different uh, sources to gather all this information today. Yeah, in one place. And I have to say that I am so glad that I'm getting so many fewer auto DMs. I feel like I can use my direct messaging section of my Twitter account now, whereas before I wouldn't even look at it half of the time because it was just too overwhelming. The other thing that's happening is that that's being rumored to happen, I should say it hasn't happened yet, is that Twitter is saying that they're thinking about opening up to verifying all users in order to fight the bot problem. So I know right now the little blue check mark is sort of a prized thing, but you know what's going to happen is that they've been having behind the scenes talks about opening up that process for anyone who's willing to send in their driver's license. I've I've gone through this process. I have the little blue check mark and it's, you know, really a process of them saying, "Yes, you can do this." And then I would send in my driver's license and then but really what they're going to do now is think of this check mark more as a truly an identity thing rather than just a, you know, sort of implied, you know, your endorsement, I guess, is what people have kind of seen it as in the past. It'll be interesting to see because yes, in the past, it's been all about, hey, I've been endorsed by Twitter. I got the blue check mark and you can apply to have this, but I've applied like six or seven times and they keep, they, they don't approve me. I don't know why people are so surprised by that. But, uh, you know, it's nice that it's available currently to prove like a celebrity. Like, you know, if I wanted to go tweet a celebrity or somebody who's of prominence, say a CEO of, of a company, like, that blue check mark lets you know that that is the person. And that's cool. But now changing this up because of the whole bot problem, that would be really interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to go over, but it's 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 interesting. So you too may have a blue check mark before you know it. Another thing that's happened recently is that accounts that don't log in and accept some new terms for all of these changes, they also have warned you that you might have those accounts deactivated. So if you're using a lot of third-party apps and you never really go into your native Twitter account, at some point in the next few months, Twitter is going to be offering up a, you know, we've changed our terms and so on. And they're going to say, hey, you, you need to accept these new terms. And if those accounts that don't open their accounts ever and don't accept those terms actually are at risk of having those accounts deactivated. So I would highly recommend that you definitely log in to your Twitter accounts and make sure that, you know, at least over the next couple of months, log into them, say once a month or so to make sure you don't lose your accounts. Absolutely. So, yep. Those are the ones that I, we came up with and that's quite a few. It's a I mean, lot. Yeah. It's a lot plus, of stuff. Plus the GDPR, which is the change of privacy in the UK. That's coming along too. And I didn't put that in here either, but certainly that is uh part of what's happening too. So all of these terms of services and how they're using their API and how they're the different platforms, not just Twitter, obviously all of them, but Twitter as well are changing the way that they work with the different third-party apps specifically. So yeah. do you so think the changes are good? Yeah, let's talk about good this. What do you, you think? Know, it's really interesting, Kimmy. I do think they're good. I think we've needed some change over at Twitter. And I think due to the bots and some of the spammy stuff that goes on there, this will be great. Like who doesn't want a cleaner Twitter, right? What you were saying before with the auto DMs, how nice is it that our DM box, our, our direct message boxes are so much cleaner now? 
I had a conversation with Maury Smith a few years ago. And it's funny because you and I were just talking about Maury Smith before we started this episode. I remember years back, she said that this was when she was on my podcast, my Twitter Smarter podcast. And she said that her DM box was just no good. It was useless to her because she said it was too much spam. It was just too much. It was overloaded. And several years back, I went through the same thing. If you are actively following people, you're going to get a lot of auto DMs because people are set up with that on third-party tools. And what I noticed if I stopped actively following people, just follow people that, like, if you follow me, I see you follow me, I'll follow you back. It wasn't so bad. But if I just go and follow, follow, follow all day long, I'm going to see this huge increase in my DM box of, of so much spam. And, you know, we miss out on opportunities if there's too much spam in there. And so even when I slowed down on following a lot of people and it made my inbox a little bit better, at the end of the day, there still may be like 10 tweets in there in the DM box that are like spammy, that are no use to me for every one that was good, that was helpful, that was an opportunity. But for me, I felt like it was worth spending the time in there every day and cleaning it out, which was time consuming because of the fact that there were opportunities in there and I didn't want to miss them, right? So today it's like, wow, I don't really have to spend a lot of time cleaning it out. It is mostly just good information, people that are reaching out to me that I know, or maybe someone that just followed me and we're actually having a conversation. I'm not being spammed. It's really a very refreshing. What about you? Yeah, well, this has always been one of my big pet peeves about Twitter overall was this whole DM kind of issue. I love the DM box. In fact, probably about five years ago, I used it more than I used email. I really did. It was like something I really relied on. And I'd say in the last couple of years, it's been something that I just avoid like the plague. And I'm sure I have missed opportunities. I'm 100% sure I have. And I just didn't care because I didn't have time to really manage it. And so I'm really happy to see that slow down. And I do see a lot of true twit validation (laughs) stuff that comes in, which is I can totally understand why people are doing that because they are just frustrated with all the people that follow and follow and do all that. So I think there's a really good opportunity here for us to have like real communication to get on Twitter, which I think is maybe a good thing. If this whole thing brings down the automation a little bit, we can talk a little bit about that because I think the tools are going to change and they already have, they've already been you know, updating the, their services, Hootsuite, and I use uh, Buffer and all these different tools are no longer allowing you to send the same tweet over multiple different accounts with the same text in it. So that's been interesting. And I, how do I feel about that? I guess, you know, it depends on the day. But the truth is, is that it does make you think more about what you're sending out, which Absolutely. always is better. It's always better, right? Well, sure. I mean, do we want to duplicate tweets? No, I mean, we, you know, but it's interesting because the thing is, what is the shelf life of a tweet? And you and I were talking about this before we jumped into this conversation here for the podcast. Historically, it's been a very short shelf life. So if I send a tweet right now, what is the percent of my followers or just people in general that are going to see it? It's very low. So Guy Kawasaki has always been vocal about how he would send out tweets multiple times throughout the day because you want to hit up all the different time zones. So you might do a tweet now, do one four hours later and one eight hours later and so on and so on. So that like you're hitting up different time zones, you have a better chance of 
a person seeing that singular tweet, even though you're sending it out multiple times. So there's a lot of debate about that. Now, I'm not a fan of that. Now, I'm not going to sit here and take an article that I'm reading that I'm pushing out. I like to put it into my buffer queue. I've always done that as a once and done. I've never like subscribed to the Guy Kawasaki method. Now, not to say it's a bad method. I thought that was actually a pretty cool method if you're going to send out a lot of tweets like Jeff Bullis. I don't know if you ever noticed how like he, he like sends a tweet out like every five or 10 minutes. I'm not a fan of that either. He's just like, I'm going to put as much content into the feed and hope you like it. And some people like it, some people don't. But when you watch his feed, you're going to see those same tweets over and over and over because that's part of what, you know, he was doing. This changes everything for people like Guy and people like Jeff. Like you can't do that anymore. You know, you cannot. You're going to get, you're going to get knocked for that. And And a lot of people are saying, how are they going to enforce that? And I don't really know how they're going to enforce it, although they could add it to their really, I mean, Twitter and all the other services, too, are starting to use an algorithm, right? So you could get dinged on their algorithm and then your stuff just doesn't get seen at all. I mean, that could be one way they could handle it, I guess. Well, so here's the thing. I did a I had a conversation with Emmerich Earnholt, who's the CEO of Agora Pulse, and it's in the show notes if, if everybody here would like to check it out. Go into the show notes here at communitiesatconvert.com and you can get, it's a Facebook live I did with him. And I asked him these questions because listen, he's a CEO of a very prominent third party tool, Agora Pulse, and they had to make major changes to this. And we talked about like, okay, let's talk about duplicate tweets. Like for, let me give an example of a type of duplicate tweet I send out and is it okay to do? And for my Twitter Smarter Twitter chat, I will have tweets that are identical, so that would be duplicate, that go out every week at the same time. So an example would be, hey, in 30 minutes, the Twitter Smarter Chat starting, you know, a very generic 30 minutes from now, the chat starts. Now, it would be very time consuming if I had to manually tweet that out or even manually schedule that every week. So a tool like Agora Pulse or even Social Jukebox allows me to set that one time and have it be a once and done, it will automatically post it for me. Agora Pulse has actually made this as a part of their service about a year ago where like you can put in a tweet like that and you tell it how often you, you know, and so for me, it's just weekly. I'm not doing it any less than that. Emmerich said, that's okay. He says, with the rules, the way they're written and the way they're talking about enforcing, you should be okay with something like that. Now, would I tweet the same thing every day? No. So then how many days can you go having a duplicate tweet? And I've, and I've seen everything between 24 hours and a week. I mean, everybody's saying different things. I don't think anybody really actually knows. I mean, I don't think even Twitter's saying because they don't want people to game they're it. Not, yeah, they're not saying. Twitter has been silent about it because either they just don't want us to know so they catch us off guard or they truly can't police it and they don't want to tell us that. I think they can't police it. I've talked to Emmerich about it. I've talked with the CEO of Social Jukebox. We've had lengthy conversations about this and they both agree that if you do three days or more in between a tweet. So, I mean, I do have some very generic promotional like you know, about my services. So let's do an example. Like, you know, hey, um, you know, if you'd like to set up a coaching call, you know, here's my website, you know, just something very generic that I'll have in social jukebox where that tweet might go out once every 
two weeks or every seven days or every five days. Like, you know, you can set it up however you want. Well, they've told me that as long as there's three days in between that you should not have a problem. And I think it's because Twitter cannot police it with that much space that if it's, you know, 24 hours, they probably could. But if it's 72 hours, they just don't think they can police it. And I agree. Like, I mean, really, when you think about how many tweets go out every day, Cammy, how right. could they really police that? Well, it would be hard. And I, I know what they're really trying to avoid, though. They're trying to avoid the what I'd call Twitter farms, if you will, where people open up multiple accounts and then they tweet the same message across all these multiple accounts so that it reinforces the other ones. Right. So right. I get that. Then I've also seen and I'm sure you've seen this too, where somebody says, hey, Cami, chat, I'd love your input on my new article. Boom. And they give me a link. But if you go and look at their site, like every single tweet that they've put out right. is, hey, Madeline, uh-huh. hey, Cami, hey, whatever, with the, same, with the same thing. So, I mean, you know, they're trying to, to also bring that back. They're also trying to work on getting rid of the fake news problem because part of what will happen with, you know, some of these fake news sites is they'll put up a tweet about that fake news. And then they'll have multiple accounts retweet that or tweet it. And that's really interesting. Also, activists do that. I've been on the receiving end of that, you know, working for some of my clients where, you know, there's an activist group that's trying to attack a particular company for a specific thing. And they'll go on and they'll have like a bot really is what it is that suddenly catches on to that word. And then they, they send multiple, multiple tweets every time that, you know, organization, you know, says anything. So and that's and annoying. They'll, and they'll send it's the same tweet, annoying. you know, the exact same tweet, basically. And they'll have other people that send that exact same tweet. So there'll be multiple accounts that suddenly start sending all these tweets. But if you go to these accounts, you'll see they have five followers, two followers, three followers. Exactly. And we ran into this just a few days ago. I was at Marketo's big Mar- Marketing Nation Summit and they were doing the leaderboards. And I actually did really good on the leaderboards. I was so proud of myself. And that's just, you know, showing like, you know, how often you're tweeting and how many impressions and who's doing great with this. And there was this one Twitter account that we all were being spammed with, but they were, the odd thing were, is that they were actually part, I think they were a sponsor or or they had a booth or something, but it seemed like a bot was really taking over and we just were all getting just spammed with tweets through the hashtag. So I would love to see Twitter combat things like that because anything that just comes off spammy where it's just these repetitive tweets and you feel like you're in this cycle that you can't get out of. Well, right? and it's interesting you say that that happened last week because these rules and these new rules went in to place supposedly a couple of weeks ago. So I don't think they have. It didn't really like do that. It didn't do anything for you there because it didn't stop that, right? No, it didn't stop it. And so, and I've been wondering, like, have these really gone into effect yet? And, you know, when is this really going to start happening? Right. And we're going to have to really watch for that. So yeah, I'm really interested in everybody just keeping an eye out on that. We'd love to hear from you if you've heard that it's done that or you've seen anything where you feel like it's different than it was before. Like, when they turned off auto DM, I mean, that was pretty obvious, you know, it's sudden yes. and it was like, whoosh. It was I was like, oh, you know, you could see it. I was like, wow, it just felt like relief. But I know that, that this happens still all the time. I mean, we have had that kind of hashtag spam too. Cause I mean, if you have a Twitter chat like you do or, or like, uh, you know, social media breakfast, like we do once we were spammed by people trying to recruit jihadists. I mean, I have had that happen, you know, just crazy stuff that goes on with with hashtag hijacking and spamming. 
So how do you think this is going to really impact Twitter chats? Do you think it will? This is such a great question. and It's been talked about quite a bit lately. As far as duplicate tweets, you know, I don't really see people doing duplicate tweets on a Twitter chat. You know, the only thing I see as duplicate is when uh, hosts like myself are doing duplicate tweets where every week we're just sending out those generic tweets like I was talking about. And I really don't see those becoming an issue. They're not spammy. They're just, you know, reminder type tweets, things like that. But in these new rules from Twitter, they're saying that you cannot try to jump on a hashtag and gain off of it, you know, and like trending hashtags. Well, so that can become a gray area because what is a Twitter chat? A Twitter chat revolves around a hashtag. And my Twitter chats are very popular and we're always trending. Yesterday, we I was running social ROI, or I'm sorry, two days ago, social ROI, and we were trending in the top 10. And then just yesterday, I was doing my Twitter Smarter and we were trending also in the top 10. So if we're trending, we're a trending hashtag, then how is that going to work? Because we're all using the hashtag. We, we're not using it. I don't think anyone's trying to sit here and like, oh, I'm hijacking the hashtag. But I think that's what they're trying to prevent, some form of hijacking the hashtag. What are your thoughts? Because I really don't see Twitter chats changing. I really, I mean, it would be really bad if Twitter was like anti-Twitter chats yeah, because of think, this. I think that would hurt them a lot. Um, so they better, they better not. But I would say that it's going to be a hard thing to tease out. You know, what's a Twitter chat? Right. Retweets. I'm wondering about retweets too, because I mean, like, if everybody retweets the question, that happens a lot. And we you know, do. The question yes, comes there's out a lot of retweeting. It. Right. So there's a ton of retweeting, but I don't know if that really counts here. So I think there's a lot of questions, more questions than answers right now, as far as that goes. So we're going to have to really watch it and see what happens. Shadow banning is something that I'm also concerned about. I've been Can shadow you... banned. Let me I let know. me tell you. I mean, I have a story about this. I I was shadow banned from. Using, and I did not even know this, Cami. I was shadow banned from using hashtags in my tweets for over a year. I did not know this. And what had happened was during my Twitter smarter chat, I kept having people tell me after the chats, like, Madeline, I'm not seeing your tweets. I'm like, what do you mean? How are you not seeing my tweets? Or like, I don't see your, if I'm just watching the stream, like if I just go to twitter.com, I put in the Twitter smarter hashtag, I see everyone's tweets, yours are not in there. Now, if I go to your profile, I'll see them. But if I'm just in the stream, if I'm in my tweet deck or Hootsuite or just Twitter.com, I don't see them. And I kept asking around, like, was this happening to everybody? It wasn't everybody. It was just a small group of people. But I kept getting more and more people week after week telling me this. So I started realizing, like, I think I've been shadow banned. I'm some kind of banned, right? So I had to do a lot of work a lot of investigating to get someone from Twitter to take notice and help me with this. And it took a long time. But what it turned out is that Twitter thought I was spamming hashtags or a hashtag. They couldn't tell me for sure because they don't know. And I don't know if this is AI. And it was probably it was probably your Twitter smarter hashtag. too. It was probably here's my hypothesis. So for years, and this even goes back to prior to Twitter Smarter with my other Twitter chats, I would always send out these reminder tweets and I would, you know, ask people, is it okay if I send you a reminder tweet? They say yes. And so I would group together all of these Twitter handles and send, you know, like 
five or six people in one tweet to just, you know, because again, going back to what you were just saying, I don't want to send these singular tweets. Hey, at Kami Chat, don't forget the Twitter Smarter Chats today. Hey, at Madeline Sklar, don't forget. Like, you know, if I did a bunch of single tweets like that, that would be very spammy. So instead, it'd be like, you know, your Twitter handle and five other people's Twitter handles into one tweet, reminding all of y'all that, hey, by the way, the Twitter Smarter Chats today at one o'clock Eastern. So I've been doing this for years. I always ask people, you know, I say, hey, is it okay? Would you like a reminder tweet? Let me know. I'll add you to this list. I'm thinking that because there's no true opt out, it's not like an email where you can opt out, you would have to actually tweet me and say, Madeline, can you take me off this list? I think people are afraid to ask that. And so instead, when they got the tweet, there's just a hypothesis, but I think instead they would just hit spam for that tweet from me. And, you know, if that happens enough times, then you could get labeled as a spammer. So that's just my my theory on this. I think that people were enough people must have done that. Plus, I have some haters and it wouldn't be beyond them to go do that. Trust me, that's what they do. And so I somehow got labeled and had to do some work to get that changed. So now, yeah, you go to the stream, you will see my Twitter smarter hashtag. You'll see any hashtag I use. But they took me all like all hashtags. Pretty crazy. Yeah, and did that's, I even know no, that's this? Really crazy. It's yeah. extreme. And I think, and I think that's going to be more of that because they they're doing this all by machine learning, of course. Yes. So it's not that they made a specific thing about you specifically. It was just something right. that you know, after a certain number of signals of a certain kind, they're going to do this. So I do think that people are going to have to be really careful of this stuff. We really are going to have to watch it, and the machines are going to more and more take over here, and they're going to get smarter. Absolutely, they're going to get smarter. I mean, they're kind of a crude thing right now. But as this goes along, it's going to get much more granular. And I do believe that it's going to drive up the costs of doing business on Twitter. I mean, sure. that's just the bottom line as the tools have to be more sophisticated too. Cause right now it's kind of like using a hammer for everything. That's kind of what we do right now with all these different Twitter tools. They use the API and the API is a hammer. The API is going to become like a sophisticated computer. And I've seen even some pricing models from some apps that are charging by the specific stream. So like if you want your replies and if you want your DMs and whatever, they'll charge you by the actual stream because wow. I do believe that Twitter is going there. You know, he, that, that's what they're going to do. They're going to say, hey, app developer, you know, if you want streaming, you want this, you want that. So any of the right now, they just give you an API and it has all the features. Right. Here it is. But I think they're going to probably break all those features up and start to just deliver certain ones for whatever price you pay. So do you think there's going to come a time where there'll no longer be a free Twitter? Uh, free API, you mean? Well, so, I mean, you're talking about like third-party tools. They're no, being charged, so they're going to have to charge. So a lot of third-party tools, there's a free version, there's a paid version. So do you think they're just going to go all paid and not offer free versions, which will just drive people to go over directly to Twitter? And not even well, use them. I think that's right. I mean, I think that there will be some of that because already to get really good data, you have to pay already. So Absolutely. They, they move yeah. to all of their API comes through NIP or GNIP. I don't know how you say G, GNIP. That came a number of years ago where yes. they switched from having their own API to like having NIP kind of take care of that for them. If you say it that way, forgive me, you developer people, if I'm doing that wrong. I think but it's just NIP. Yeah, NIP. I think so too. Or GNIP. It's one GNIP. of them. Nip, nip, gif, gif. <laughs> Who knows? Gif, tomato, tomato. <laughs> anyway, I do think that that's going to cost more money. So they're going to start having more sophisticated hooks, if you will, where you can 
you know, get different things. And so I do think that, you know, like the free version is going to be this and then there's going to be a version that costs a little bit more. And then so anywhere they can. Twitter's looking to be profitable. It's been profitable the last two quarters. They're looking to get to profitability for that to happen. Two things have to occur. Number one, they have to get more people on their native platform to watch the ads because the ads are where the money is. And they've tried a lot of new things, including that $99 a month ad thing. Yeah, which um, doesn't work. I think it's no, a terrible, no. terrible idea. And if anybody's thinking about doing it, I would not waste your 99 Give me your $99. I'll do a better job for you because it's a terrible service. I, I did the beta, te- beta test back in August. They invited me to come beta test it for free. I would not pay night. It was so bad, Kimmy, that I'm doing it for free. They're giving me one month for free. Three weeks in, I said, just take me off this thing. It's ridiculous. It's, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah. And I've had people start to send that to me a lot. So I think they actually have quite a few people who've taken them up on that thing. So they well, may be Here's why. Here's why. It's just like with Facebook, you got boosted posts. Why do people yeah. do boosted posts? Because you press a button and you've done a boosted post. You don't have to do any work. And boosted posts are not your best use of your money. If you're going to do Facebook advertising, do real Facebook advertising. Ad manager stuff. Yeah, yes. sure. And so with it. Twitter, the same thing. This is such a bad service. And here I'm all pro Twitter and I teach Twitter, but I'm just going to say this is not a very good service. This is for lazy people that want to press a button <laughs> and, oh, Twitter is doing all this stuff for me with ads. Here's what Twitter does. And you probably don't even realize what they're doing for you. They're going to randomly take 10 tweets every day. You don't get to pick the 10 tweets. We don't even know. Does it start at midnight? Does it start at 7 a.m.? Nobody knows. So you can't even try to control this. They're going to randomly take 10 tweets a day and they're going to push them out. And based on those 10 tweets, maybe people pay more attention, maybe not. On average, you're going to get about 30 new followers a month. So you're paying $99 to get 30 new followers but you can't even convert those into sales. So it's just not a best use of your money. If you want to advertise on Twitter, go do regular Twitter ads where you have complete control over your tweets, over- Or use Twitter the, cards or something. Yeah. So I'm just, Kimmy, I'm just this $99 and they are really pushing it hard. If people are doing it, it's because they're doing just like with Facebook, they're being lazy about it and they think they're going to get- something out of it. And, and you'll well, see and, and small I, I'm results. Gonna, I'm going to defend the lazy people of the world okay. real okay. quick, because, you know, I understand why they're doing it. It's because most people don't know how to really run a Twitter ad or any kind of ad on social this media. Is true. And so they're just looking for a way to have better results for what they're doing with their marketing. And I totally understand. So if you're out there, we don't really think you're lazy. We just know that there's a better way and there is a better way. So yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I had somebody send me one of these the other day and say, what do you think? Should we be doing this? I'm like, no, we should not <laughs> be doing this. <laughs> anything but that. So yeah, I just think I it's best to empower yourself to learn how to do Twitter ads, how to do Facebook ads. There's so many resources out there because you can definitely hire someone that's an expert in advertising on these platforms, but they're very pricey. What you can do is go to Social Media Examiner or Social Media Today and go do search for Twitter advertising, Facebook advertising, learn some basics of how to use the ad, these ads platforms and it, your dollars will go a much longer way. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Well, anyway, so we've been talking for a while, so I think we're done for now. I think but, we are. Um, we covered we a lot, Cammie. Yes, we did. And there's a lot more, but once in a while, I think we're going to be doing episodes like this just to keep you guys up to date on the different platforms, because I do feel like it's so hard as a, a social media community developer and marketer 
to keep up with this stuff. And so, you know, Madeline and I spend our day in day out keeping up with the stuff and like learning stuff and talking to our peers and saying, what's going on with this? And how can you do that? So we want to make sure that we kind of encapsulate that for you and deliver it back to you. But we need your help. And we have a really great call to action today. Why don't you read it to them? Yeah, we want you to share with us in our Facebook community and tell us about how these changes on Twitter are impacting you and your business. We want to know how you're consuming Twitter also, like, because, you know, not only do we know how this is impacting you with the new changes, but we also are curious, how are you consuming Twitter? Are you using the native app or are you using a third party tool? We have a poll set up in the Facebook group. So just go over to our Facebook and go over to the poll and let us know. Like for me, I'm doing about 50-50, about half the time I'm in the native twitter.com and native mobile app. And then about 50% of the time I'm using a third-party tool. But we want to know, are you just all in on one or or the other or 50-50 or 75-25? Like we want to know. We want to hear from you. So take a moment. Let us know. Also, feel free to post a comment and let us know what you think of this episode. Right. And you can find our community, Facebook community, by going to communitiesthatconvert.com. Click on any of our episodes and we have directions on how to join our community at the bottom of each post. Yeah. And that's it for this episode. We can't wait to come back next week and do it all over again. Thank you, guys. See you soon. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline, and I want to let you know you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode, and we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar, that's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R, and also to Cami. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cammie through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Communities That Convert.